Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. In previous episodes, we've covered the various money types, and this is the last week for us to address your money type if we haven't done so already. So thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley, and we're going to hear about the Aaron and David financial types. Uh, If this is the first you're hearing about this, our guest is Tommy Brown, and he's kind of divided up different ways of handling money into what he calls money types, and he ties each type to a biblical character, and today he'll talk with Jim Daly about Aaron and David. Let's move to Aaron. Aaron is about humility. And oh, so that's humility, who we should be. Oh, of course it is, right? <laughs> and this is where you get with the money types is people think, they, they go, Aaron, they go, humility. Oh, well, that's Jesus, right? Actually, if you really study the life of Jesus, he had all of these that yes. were flowing in and out. Uh, but your Aaron type's all about humility. And the difference between Aaron and Abraham, they're both others-centered, but Abraham loves to use money to make other people feel special or noticed. That's hospitality. Your Aaron types want to make sure that needs are met. They're very concerned about enjoying justices. They're very uh, much motivated by the sense of I must or I have to. You think of your Mother Teresa type. Uh Uh, This is the type of person very self-sacrificing to make sure that other people have everything that they need, but they may not be the type of person who's wanting to throw the big party, the hospitality, and all those types of things. Now, is there a shadow side to the Aaron type? It's going to be instability, and you see this most notably whenever, we'll reference the story again, when Moses came down from the mountain, he gave in to what the people wanted. Uh, The instability can be, I'm so much wanting you to have what you quote-unquote need, and sometimes they get mixed up about what is actually needed versus what a simple desire is. So they may give unjudiciously to things that they don't need to necessarily. Uh, so their heart, they just have these, there's these big bleeding heart people that want to make sure that so they're... So boundaries would be an issue. Boundaries are very mm-hmm. important for, and they need to rely on their Moses-type friends, and they need to rely on their Isaac-type friends, because they're so... It, this is the type of person, if the church says, we're going to country X on a missions trip, and it's 3000 they're saying, I'm going to go. You ask them, how are you going to go? Well, God's going to provide. Well, your Isaac types, they're already figuring out what they could sell in order to make ends meet. Your Moses types already have a budget in place to make it happen. And your Aaron types are like, I'm just innocent toward the whole thing. They would rather not think about money if they didn't have to. You know that person, not that they're irresponsible necessarily. They're just like, oh, everything's going to be fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be cool. It's going to work out. Probably talking to an Aaron type. You got a little cringe factor going on. I do, because as a Moses, it really irritates me that that, that it all comes together so easily, seemingly. And when you look Look at a, a marital combination. Yes. I would think a, yes. a Moses married oh, to uh, an Aaron could be trouble. So mm. you need to pay attention whenever you take the assessment. You need to pay attention to where your top score is and where your bottom ones are, because you're going to have the most conflict with the one that is least like you, which is going to be your lowest score. You're going to probably have you married that person. <laughs> you probably married that person, and honestly, it's probably for your benefit because it's right. going to help you become a more Christ-centered person. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's the key to marriage, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? Becoming more like Christ. Okay, let's move. To David, that yeah. now I tied my Moses okay. and my David, yeah. or it was mm-hmm. eleven points on each. Yep. So, so in some way, you're going to resonate with all seven of these of some degree or another, right? And if you were to behold a person who had the fullness of all seven operative at the same time, you would behold the Messiah. <laughs> right. And not that I don't think you guys are great. 
but you're not him. No, okay? we didn't. Exactly. Well, I only tied on two of the seven, yeah, that's right. so, uh, so that's you're pretty David, well below 50%. David is all about leadership. He's the consummate leader, right? And David is driven by a strong sense of why. Your David types are all about the future. They're about going someplace. They're not satisfied with where they are right now. They want to be equitable as leaders, make sure that all of the boats are lifted as the tide is rising. But the why is what's going to allow them to motivate other people to go God's way together with mm-hmm. them. You think about in the Scripture, and, and most people gloss over this little part in the text. Uh, David comes out to the battlefield to bring some sandwiches to his brothers, and the giant comes out, and it says that all of the children of Israel ran. Well, who else ran? David. Before David fought, David fled. Read it. It's right there in 1 Samuel. And so he goes back to the back. He says, what happens to the person who defeats this Philistine? They say he gets king's daughter's hand in marriage. He gets tax exempt. He's going to all, all these <laughs> great things. Exemption. And David, that's enough alone. <laughs> Let's David go. says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares to defy the armies of the Sign living God? <laughs> and he, you think about him. He was the eighth son. He was the runt of the litter. He was overlooked. And he saw this as a moment to change his financial future. And not just for him, but for his family. So not that David was some greedy, you know, little punk that just wanted to go out there and make himself wealthy, but it wasn't until he found his why that he actually fought. Mm. And that's an important thing for our David types to zone into. It's not about you. It's not about where you are right now. It's about what is God calling you to do in the future. Mm. And you're the big vision person that's going to be able to help us go God's way together. And they're also very motivated to see the next generation step up to win. So David was the one who actually did the fundraising for Solomon's temple. So he's the one calling on all of his relationships to get it in. It should be named David's temple from a fundraising standpoint, but he named it after his son who was green around the gills and didn't know what he was doing from a leadership standpoint and from a fundraising standpoint, but God gave him wisdom. So your David types, motivated by why, very equitable. They want to make sure that the next generation is set up to win, but if they're not careful, they can fall into that shadow side of selfishness. Yeah, what are they? They I'm anxious to to hear this. It's selfishness. (laughs) I'm sure that you have done the growth necessary to make sure that it's not operative in your life, Jim, but selfishness is where when they get lax, when they make it a little bit too comfortable in their life, when they should be out fighting a battle, instead they're sitting on the rooftop gazing across and encountering Bathsheba. No, No, not you, (laughs) but your David types have got to make sure they need to live in the future in a healthy way. It's really good in your relationship to be aware of those weaknesses and those strengths uh, in every facet of marriage. But as Tommy has shared, the financial aspect is significant. And Greg, um, Tommy described Aaron and that desire to help and uh, the other types who kind of stick to the plan. What happens when those two types marry? <laughs> A lot of potential confusion, yeah. some frustration. My Aaron, my wife Aaron, yeah. is the Aaron type. When she sees a need, hears about a need, she wants to jump in and immediately meet that. John, two hours ago, Aaron called talking about a friend who has a need and she had cashed apt her some money. Oh. She saw that need, jumped right in and yeah. met that. Of course, as the David type, I love to plan. I've got the budget. My exact first comment back to her was, well, did you note that in the budget? You know, so I print these things. No out. way to go. <laughs> no. Helping the world. I'm like, how will we track these. that when things don't reconcile so, the end? So your inner accountant came out. And so how did she respond? She said, but I will. And I said, you know, actually, I said, well, I, so then I backtracked. Okay. And then I, it which, hit me. Which she knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she knows that I am the David type. Yeah. I like the plan and yeah. I like to make sure it all works out at the end. And so the moment I said that, I realized that I blew by the, what she just did mm. in the fact that she was an Aaron. 
and she was giving. And so I was able to say, hey, by the way, that is really cool that you did that. And instead of you worrying about it, I'll, I'll quickly make the note and, yeah. uh, and, and we'll deal with that at the end. But I'm so happy that, that you did that for your friend. What, what, a, what a gift. And so part of what I've had to learn is I have to let my wife be who she is. There has to be room in our marriage for that personality type. When she hears about a need, she wants to quickly jump in. At the same time, my wife has to realize that as the planner, you know, these unplanned gifts can, can, they can add up, they can add up and they can throw our budget off and, and all that. So at the same time, she was willing to go back and note it, but I know that that's hard for her and that she forgets and, and I won't. And so we were able to, to basically reach some sort of agreement that felt good to both of us. I want to celebrate that, that she's giving like that because there's times for me when I hear a need that I instantly start to analyze and think, okay, where are we in the month? Okay. We do have a little bit. Okay. And, and I, I want to value that God has brought us both together and, and both of our strengths can be used to, to, uh, be giving, yeah. but yet responsible to where our budget can, can, <laughs> can balance. You have to end. both be comfortable. That's one of the beauties of, of our marriage. Uh, we've, we've kind of hit, uh, I think a good understanding of how we give and what constitutes, um, kind of the, within the boundaries, uh, coloring, if you will. And I'm grateful that God has allowed us to kind of work through that. It hasn't been, you know, carefree. We have had some moments, but I really want to encourage you to talk to your spouse and pray about making a donation to focus on the family so you don't break the bank, break the budget, (laughs) but make a donation and we'll send Tommy Brown's book to you, The Seven Money Types, so you can both read up on this and you can understand yourselves, other family members. This is really helpful stuff. By the way, we have Tommy's money type assessment, and so you can donate and then just stay on the site and take the assessment and find out right away who you are, uh, which biblical character you are. Um, Either way, uh, donate, find resources. Uh, The show notes are the place to start. We'll link over to various helps for you. Well, next time we'll finish up the conversation with Tommy, and until then, I'm thinking of what I'm going to tell Aaron I need next time I see her. (laughs) (laughs) And on behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.